you know, hosting the only Nashville soccer podcast where a dog may pee on the bed behind one of the hosts. Um, uh, live on video. It was I de- believe that could happen on any podcast. It, it was, well, it could, but this is the first one that it did. And uh, I demand someone go update the Nashville SC Wikipedia page to reflect this. Um, if someone would, it would be one of us. It is It is a, a special moment in Nashville SC history when Paco pissed on the bed behind me. <sighs> okay. so If only we had known the foreshadowing that would be to the game on Saturday. Oh, man. Yeah, well... Yeah. Uh, so go. as I walked out of the stadium and we'll, we'll get more into the, like the nitty gritty of the game. But as I walked out of the stadium, I turned to my roommate and I was like, that was the definition of two mid tier teams. Like just playing to not lose. I mean, I think we should call it what it was. Gary Smith played an incredible MLS away game. It's just very uh, unfortunate it, because he was at home. It was so, Okay, I'll give them this much. The first 10 minutes or so of the game, they looked dangerous. They looked like what I... Yeah, well, I mean, I I don't want to go as far to say as they they didn't look like... They looked like they didn't care near the end of the game. But but those first 10 minutes, they came out with energy. They came out with, with, you know, uh, what looked like was going to be a very early goal or two. Um, yeah, and and really about the time Schaffelberg got like his back destroyed yeah. uh, was when the first time all energy left both teams somehow. Like, it, it, not only did we seem low energy in that second half, but so did Toronto. And I don't know, maybe Toronto was just trying to get a point out of it. But like, my God, dude, yeah. it, it it went from an exciting what looked like an exciting game to to an absolute snooze fest. And I'm sorry if that was anybody's first game. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a lot to take in, I feel like, because we we had our um, six-minute protest. Yeah. Like, silent. I don't know that protest is really the right word for that. Six-minute moment of silence. Yeah. Um, for For the victims of the Covenant shooting. And I am shocked at how well that went yeah i am too um that that went remarkably well and it was a a a great touch um i know that uh the roadies and and uh several other uh fan groups at the tailgate were taking donations to give to the victims um of the shooting which is great to hear um and a special shout out has to go to austin fans for uh donating those banners to us um yeah, it it's unfortunate that now it seems we're gonna have to do the same to uh, to Louisville. Um, this shit keeps happening, and uh, if you want political takes, go to my personal Twitter. I try to keep them out of this stuff as much yeah. as possible, but um, this shit has to stop. It's fucking insane. It's it's absolute lunacy, and it's a it's fucking sad that we already are gonna have to move those banners to the next group because it just yeah. keeps happening. But we'll go back to the game itself. Um, but again, if you want, if you want my personal takes, go to my Twitter at I'm Brian Taylor. I don't shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> so going back to the actual six minute um, thing, uh, a couple things. One, very nice gesture. Gesture, um, you know, respectful, whatever. Um, I personally, again, my personal takes. Wish there would have been more action to it. Um, like, you know, nice gesture. Yeah. It doesn't really do anything. Um, that being said, uh, that sentiment had to be put out there. And, and if, you know, if that changed anybody's mind on, on certain issues, I doubt it, but I, I'm still glad they did something instead of nothing. So, um, one thing I will take away from it. That one, it went remarkably well. Two, it seems like um, the mass majority of the stadium, I mean, everyone was respectful of it. Like, the only time there was really any noise was when it was just like kind of a reaction of like something, something happening happened. in the game. Yeah. And, and what was really interesting from that was it gave me a sense because I'm always right in the middle of the supporter section. So I'm, 
I'm at the crescendo of the sound, right? Like I'm right in front of the drums. Like I'm basically deaf by the end of the game. It gave me a weird, it, it gave me like a sense of like the natural acoustics of the building that I had never gotten before because I'm always right in the supporter section. And I mean, even just like everyone kind of coming to attention that like Nashville's coming down the field, like, oh, you know, it's just kind of like whatever. That building is fucking loud, dude. Mm hmm. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm really just now appreciating it. it, it it's, it's hard to, to take in how loud it actually gets in there um, when you're in the middle of the pit, I guess. Yeah, I know you had said um, before the, the home opener last year, was it you were front row and Moles was top of the stadium, or was it the other yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was when we were setting up the TIFO last year, and I yeah. was, I was, at, I was at the top um, because we. Last year's the first game with the TIFO we had was originally supposed to be a hanging TIFO from the uh, the pulley system Raptor. we have now, yeah. um, and it just wasn't working. Um, it was a pulley system issue, um, but anyways, so we were testing it, and I was up at the top, and Moles was on the field, and I could just talk to him, and he could hear me perfectly because of the acoustics of the building deflecting sound mm -hmm. back down to the field. So I don't know. I just I found it interesting just how how loud it got from not even people making noise just from like being in the stadium, you know, it was, I don't know. It was interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, Vamos said he had some guy behind him being obnoxious loud during it and turned around and told him that he said, blah, and nah, whatever did it. Yeah. Eh, eh. Okay. So I, I didn't have anybody like that. We, we had a couple people, um, around my section that uh during the the moment of silence like it was i think there was a, <clears throat> a foul on one of our players and um everyone kind of like groaned but then this this jackass waited for it to go quiet and then booed very loudly and then I, i'm not kidding about 80 people turned and stared at him and went shh so uh oh my I, gosh for the most part people behaved which i'm very proud of um, and, and from what I heard, there was no major, you know, incidents yeah. of people being jackasses about it. So, yeah, uh, I think, I think one thing, and it's, it's ludicrous to me that we can actually do this comparison, but the, um, the gun violence protest that we did last year with all the orange, hold up orange papers, um, the, again, fucking the fact that we, we have to, twice. Do, fucking that's insane. what I'm saying. I Fuck. don't. I don't get it. Uh, okay, no, I. Um, I'm not gonna go on a rant. I'm not gonna go yeah. on a rant. Keep going. <laughs> but the the thing that I enjoyed being able to compare the two is how much earlier we were able to get the word out and how much more known this was. Yeah. So I mean, from a from a clear just communication standpoint, we are making steps. Um, as the back line and i'm very proud of that and i hate that we had to yeah is what it, i have to say about yeah that. It, again at i'm brian taylor you'll see all my my personal opinions on this <laughs> i'm very passionate about it you know I, i'll say it here once and one time only fuck ar-15s fuck our current gun laws fucking fix the problem anyways um yeah so I, the, the fact that it went so smoothly was impressive um, and, and it was a, a beautiful gesture and we'll go on from there back into the game. Um, we are very clearly, we being Nashville SC, very clearly the best defensive team in the league. We just are. And, and every, <laughs> almost what gun laws. Yeah. Good point. Um, Nashville SC is very clearly the best defensive team in the league. Like, We've let in how many goals this year? Two? Total, yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe Willis is in insane form, making just fucking nutty saves. Granted, like, half, half of it's luck, but, like, he's putting himself in position to have those lucky situations to make the saves he's making. And and it's, 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 be it's beautiful to watch our defense execute. But then it's like, Let's just boot the ball downfield and hope Hani Mukhtar does something. Or yeah. hope Hani Mukhtar controls the ball and Schaffelberg is fast enough to get behind his defender for it. Like that's the one thing we do. It, like the plan is ball to Hani. 
Hani can then decide to shoot or pass to Schaffelberg, maybe Fafa, and that's it. Like, that, yeah, I, that is the there's no plan. other plan. That's the plan. And and I know I know it's still early in the season. <clears throat> Excuse me. I know it's well, still early uh, in the sometimes, season. Sometimes sometimes the plan is kick the ball long to CJ, who will flick it to Hani, who will then shoot or pass. True. And, and get like I know I know it's still early in the season, and I I know it's it's easy to complain after a draw or a loss, especially a zero zero draw. But like Jesus Christ, dude, we we need something. It's been. Th- how how long are we gonna waste having such a good defense with no offense other than Hani Mukhtar? Uh, too long is the unfortunate answer to that. Um, but the other the other answer is um, MLS like midseason acquisitions very rarely make notable impacts. Yeah, like Willie Agata for SKC last year is an anomaly. And SKC this year has not exactly been setting the world on fire. Yeah, absolutely not. So I think it's fine to hope for a a new nine and it's fine to want that and talk about it like we will every week until it happens. But I feel like it's unreasonable to say we have a new nine. Gary's going to completely change the way he plays. You're not wrong. You're, You're not. And it, it's what we are. We we sit back. We're very very strong defensively, and then we counterattack. And if that counterattack doesn't work out. We're gonna have to wait fifteen more minutes for another counterattack, right? It, yeah. It, it's just how it's been always. But am I am I justified here to be to be frustrated? Like I'm I'm very confident in this team's capabilities to be a good team. I still think we will be obviously we'll be a playoff team because like two thirds of the league is a fucking playoff team at this point. And, and we have the ability to beat any team in this league on any given day because they're not going to score a fucking goal. So all you got to do is get lucky one time and boom, you've won the game. Right. So, so with all that in mind, am I justified to be just incredibly fucking frustrated? I think so. I mean, Bamos is saying it in chat. We are more than set everywhere else. We have to have someone up top that strikes fear into a center back. If we can see that as fans, one, I mean, GM Mike Jacobs, who has hit more than he's missed, in my opinion, has to have seen that as well. Uh, But two, every other team in the league will have seen that too. Yeah, it's... I don't like that's I, the, that's the book on Nashville. I don't know the answer like player wise on who to bring in unless it's like a ludicrous big name like Drew, right? But so I don't know that answer. But like we all know what's missing. We all know what's missing. It is someone at fucking striker who is either not 300 years old or right. if they're 35 plus it is a like bona fide superstar player it is a olivier yeah. Giroux, something like that where you know it, it, it it'll open up the field for everyone else because even you look at the wings and and in the midfield like we're solid man like schaffelberg is that dude like he when he gets his opportunities he 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 fucking impresses there's not mm-hmm. been a time that I've not been impressed by Jacob Schaffelberg. Fuck, I was impressed by Sh- Jacob Schaffelberg in this game. Even though he was injured, he was playing through his injury um, mm-hmm. and very clearly hurting the entire game. If you watched him, every time the ball went out of play, he had his hand on his lower back and was like trying to stretch it out. And not just in that first half, like the entirety of the second half until he came he came off, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah until he came off. Um and, and and Fafa, I mean, he had a fantastic game last week, but, you know, he's a solid player. He's a solid veteran player. And then once you get Leal back, he is a dangerous player. You got Davis, dangerous player. Godoy, aging, but still a dangerous player in this league. Like, I am so happy with every position, every aspect of this team, except what the fuck are we going to do up top? How do we help Hani Mukhtar? Yeah. I'm still I'm still trying really hard to stay on the CJ train. Um, I think I'm the only one 
I mean, no, no, it's, it's probably me and CJ. Me and no, CJ no. are the only ones on the CJ train. Don't do not get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. <laughs> I I like CJ Sapong. I like Teal Bunbury. I do not like that we are depending on these aging strikers who I are mean, streaky by nature. And and I mean, fuck, CJ Sapong seems to always have like an up year, two down years, two up years, two down. Like he's just a streaky guy. And, and yes, he performs off the ball and he sets up Hani and he did like all last year when he was in his scoring drought, he was still playing well, but that's not what we need. If our other yeah. positions were scoring, that would be fantastic, but that's not what we need right now. Yeah, I think that's entirely fair. Um, I think it's, it's something to talk about though, because we were in the same position last year talking about right back and how we need that upgrade. And we knew Shaq, well, Tim knew Wes was, or Tim knew Shaq was coming, but the rest of us were just kind of still hoping, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had Alex Mawil, who is a hell of a, a hell of a Gary Smith player starting every game. He was healthy. And then they went out and they got two more goal dangerous yeah. Alex Mawils with like, Schaffelberg and yeah. Papa. And don't get me wrong. So, I, I love Alex. And I love that he's on this team, and he is a good mm-hmm. player. I'm so fucking happy we don't have to depend on him as a starter. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Great guy, as a, great as a player. Spot starter though, I'm completely on board. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I agreed. Sorry to cut you off, but I, I had. Well, to. I was just saying, like the the gaps in this roster that we could see from the stands. Obviously, you have the assumption that the people who that is their literal job saw that before we did. Yeah. And they went out and they addressed them. So I want to keep hoping that there's a nine somewhere vaguely off in the distance who can fix this team. Um, But they just, they've swung and missed on two nines and I'm antsy about a third. Okay, A couple things. One, I feel like me and you, me, me for sure. Definitely you as well. You can speak for yourself, have been very, very patient with this team have been trusting the process and I agree with you other than that striker things have worked out pretty well I mean yeah. look how the team's <clears throat> team's built if you told me going into MLS that we would be in this position with the record we had the first two years and, and how things turned out and an MVP and a center back who uh, captains uh, the U.S. national team on occasion a right back who's on the U.S. national team like a, a goalie that has only let in two goals so far this this season, and another center back who is a young guy who's arguably just as good as Walker Zimmerman, I would have been. That's a take. Uh, not, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> uh, I would have been ecstatic. I would have been so fucking happy and be like, cool, happy, great. But now that I'm sitting here in this moment, like, fuck, dude, we need, yeah, we need a striker, and like, I get. If it was that easy, everyone would do it, and everyone would be scoring a thousand goals. I know it's not that easy, but like, do something, <laughs> do something. Yeah. That's not a thirty-seven-year-old man. I think if you had told me Nashville is going to have an MVP and a two-time winner of Defender of the Year, I'd be like, man, that has been a great first decade in MLS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they did it in the first three years. So, like, I feel like we're on the same page here. Like, yeah, very grateful at at what they've built, very cognizant that it's not a bad team, but like make the next step, man. Uh, yeah, completely can, with you. Can I put on my tinfoil hat real quick? Because I had always an, I had an always. experience this weekend and uh, I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to tell you the theory and then tell you why. Okay. Okay. After that, I have a story relating to somebody in chat, and it's very fun. Jonder Cadiz is going to come back to Nashville at some point. Frustratingly, I am listening. Okay. So, Jonder, I follow him on Instagram. I have noticed over the past year or so, he'll post like uh, training videos or like stories of him training. He still wears Nashville SC shit. Um, He's doing okay in Europe. Uh, he is a he is exactly what Gary Smith wants at striker. He's granted not as young as he was when we had him the first time, but still a young player, right? He's not. He has de-aged in the two yeah, years since he left. He's not thirty-five years old. Okay. <laughs> now, 
he, is he posted, even 25? I don't know. Mid 20s. Uh, he posted a video of him scoring, I think it was this past weekend or whatever. Did he do the Honey Mukhtar salute? No. Uh, <sighs> I commented. I commented. Uh, oh, my dog's squeaking his toy. I commented, uh, come back to Nashville SC, please. Like all of his friends liked it, and then he re- he liked it and he replied with like a little ha- like high five emoji, and I'm the only one he replied to in that comment thread. So, Ka- Jonder Cadiz coming back to Nashville confirmed either that or he wants to, and they don't want him back. But one of those two is true. Could we get some John Deere Cadizes in chat, please? <laughs> hey, if we could get him back for not a designated player contract. And I said this when he left the first time, if he was just a, a completely in, if he was just a, a player in. that was not on a designated player contract and maybe he's paid down with gam or whatever, I would be so fucking happy. Yeah. That's it'd be I what mean, I want. I was, I'd rather was, have him than teal. I'm not going to lie. I'd rather oh, have him yes, than teal. Absolutely. The, there are some people who sit in the section near me who are very anti CJ. So then they become very pro teal kind of out of necessity. And um, <laughs> sorry, Jay Baza said in chat, I'm Venezuelan and he won't even reply to me. This is confirmed. Yeah. John Cadiz <laughs> to Nashville confirmed. <laughs> oh, you heard it here first. Yep. Um, but I feel like the, I feel like the team gets notably worse when CJ comes out. Because the way that he holds the ball up, the way he plays center forward is so much different than the way that Teal does. Yeah. And whenever you have that swap mid game, it takes time to adapt. Yeah. And it's just an unnecessary lull. I think we got blessed with one last good year of CJ when he went off a couple of years ago. And it was 2021. And, and he is still a serviceable striker in this league. He, yeah. he when he's on, like, I, I get what you're saying. But when he's on the field, like I, I think he plays okay. And there was times last year where he played okay, but he is not what he was two years ago. And and I I'm tired of relying on him or Teal to be the other goal scorer. I, at this point, at this point, the rest of the team is solid enough that I I would be okay with them taking a swing on like a like a 16-year-old striker out of some Latin American country that they or signed let's call for it like $4 Huntsville. million. Dollars. Yeah, or a Huntsville. A 16-year-old out of like, yeah. I don't know, Huntsville. I'd be okay with them just taking a swing at somebody because what's the alternative? You just put one of those guys back in? Yeah. And, and, and or, you send or, this guy uh, off to Huntsville? Cool. Or we we encounter a wild Zubak. <laughs> that too. Or Adam Sipic. Adam Sipic is the answer. Yeah, I mean he he is the long term answer. I he feel is, like they're they're putting him in, in the position to be him or uh, uh, Liotti. Liotti, yeah, yeah. Or um, uh, does does Ali Ali? Uh, I can't remember his last name. He plays wing, right? He doesn't play. I think so. Yeah, a wing yeah. Or, a, or a 10. Yeah. Hey, I mean, look, dude, something, 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 something. And, like, I know that's that's not what Gary Smith's going to do. Gary Smith no. is a very much a trust-the-process guy. And I know that it's paid off somewhat most years. Um, but, fuck, give me something, dude. Yeah. This whole podcast is going to be me complaining about a, a, a number nine striker until <laughs> we get somebody. Until it happens. Yeah. Ollie yeah. Wright, thank you. So um, I wanted to take a second and talk about how freaking cool uh, this generation of Toronto's players would have been had they all stayed in Toronto. Okay. Um, so when we got Schaffelberg on loan, like the next game we were we played Colorado at home. Yeah. And Colorado in the weeks before that had traded Mark Anthony K and or yeah, had traded Mark Anthony K for Ralph Preso and a bunch of other shit. Yeah. And so Ralph Preso is warming up with the subs in front of us like they like they normally do. And I got his attention and I was like, what do you think of Schaffelberg? And he was like, big fan. Like he was all on. He was all about Schaffelberg. And I was like, that's cool because they were former like Toronto. I don't know if they all played together in the same like youth system or if they just were all around the first team at the same time. Um, so spin that into the game Saturday 
Jaquiel Marshall Ruddy is a cool motherfucker. Yeah. So Nathan was in, he might still be in chat now. Jaquiel takes off his jacket to warm up in just his like warm up jersey in the penny. Nathan goes, hey, I'll hold that for you if you want. Dude tossed him the jacket. That's cool. And then so like 10 or 15 minutes after that, they're still warming up, but they're like stopped to watch a free kick. And I said, excuse me, gentlemen, um, I, I paid to watch the game and he moved. <laughs> he actually like stepped back and was like, is this, is this good? I was like, yeah, dude, you're the fucking best. Like, That's this is funny. great. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, big Jaquiel Marshall Ruddy fan. This guy to Nashville confirmed. Yes, that was your John Cadiz moment. Was was him being nice to you? Which <laughs> was means him he's, being super Canadian. Which means he's coming to Nashville. Confirmed. Yes, confirmed. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so I did, did. You watch the Huntsville game this week? I no. had a I had a busy weekend. I didn't get to watch it. I saw. I sure didn't. I saw Ollie's banger of a goal, um, and then, I, I, how do you feel about the uh, MLS Next Pro's overtime system? I completely on board. I personally, yeah, I'm on board. I know it'll never be picked up worldwide. And I know that if MLS started doing it, that we would be memed to death by the rest of the soccer world. But I dig it. I, what I, I dig it just because it's, it's, it's more of a, a, uh, actual conclusion to a game like last or two nights ago's game. Saturday's game was fucking awful to watch. But then imagine at the end of the game, we still get a a conclusion. I know I would either be kind of happy or enraged at the end of it, but at least it's something. Um, Yeah. I think the the thing for us too, though, is as Nashville SC fans, uh, and again, I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for you. Penalty shootouts give me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Not a fan. Well, um, so having like watching Huntsville already have success in them is like, oh, th- so this is great. And I don't know the official reasoning why they do this, why they do that, that overtime structure. They do the, the shootout. Um, but I like that they do it with our our academy teams. That way they have experience with high pressure penalty kicks mm-hmm. by the time they get to the first team. Because yeah. a lot of these guys, um, their first playing time with the team is going to be in Open Cup or in whatever, where they might encounter penalty shoot shootouts or penalty uh, penalty kicks, right? And and if being a Nashville fan, being hurt by penalties over and over and over and over again, I fucking love that our academy team is getting practice basically every other week with uh, with uh, penalty kicks. I I am all for it. Um, yeah. And then I forget who said it. Uh, Titan Broncos in chat said uh, that he likes it, but it doesn't. If it doesn't happen in MLS, he's okay with that. That's where I'm at. Like I, I'm not yep. pushing for it. I'm not saying change a damn thing about our our the way the games are set up. But if they introduced it, I'd be okay with it, except for the uh, inevitable memeing that would come from Euro snobs. Surely not. They're known bastions of civility. Great people. H-Man said uh, Civic Open Cup debut. I would not doubt it. Um, depending <sighs> on his depending on his uh Is there a U-17 World Cup this year? Uh, ooh, I don't know. Because yeah. I know there was some talk about that with... Isn't um, he capped with Bosnia, though? I don't think they're going to make the World Cup. Is he? I'm pretty sure he is capped with Bosnia. Okay, because I know what I was watching. I got home after the game, and I was able to catch the end of the Seattle game. And uh, they are a fucking machine, by the way. Um, but they subbed out like a 21-year-old midfielder and brought on like a 17-year-old. Yeah, I was like, oh, that must be nice. Uh, uh, but maybe they were not Open Cup, how... but maybe League's Cup, because I don't give a fuck about that except for uh, beating Toluca. Yeah, compl- again, I'm I'm completely with you on that. Um, but they were t- this, the announcers in the Seattle game were talking about how like this player might have wonky availability due to the U20 World Cup. Yeah. So I was just wondering if there were like competitions like that where we're going to prioritize that for like on our players behalf. We're like, no, we want you to have these experiences. Yeah. So it's going to take away some of your opportunity this year with with Nashville SC 
but know that we will be here in the future. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna revise my my Sipic Open Cup thing. Yes, I think Sipic gets his debut in the Open Cup next season. I I don't think. Wow, I, what a dodge! I I would I would I would love to see him play for some meaningless or less than meaningful game for Nashville this year. I. And I, I, like I said, I would love to just take a swing on the dude and see if he does something at striker, but I don't want to rush him. I would rather him get f- frequent, frequent, frequent starts with Huntsville by the end mm-hmm. of the year than yeah. ride the bench at Nashville and come on in the 85th minute. Um, yeah. If that's even the case, who knows? He's he only he's only been in in the game day lineup for Huntsville once, so. Who, who knows if that's even in the plan for him this year. Yeah. I, I don't want to jump the gun, although it is fun to do. It's it's very fun to talk about, and I feel like I would talk a different game than I would actually hope, because like you, I would hope, like, it's fun to talk about this season, but someone like that where he's 16, 17 years old, he has the potential to be a player for this team, either a high-profile player for, call it, like, four to six years, or a good player for a decade. Yeah. And I say I, I say it like that because if he's too good, he, they he will be sold. Yeah. That's the nature of the sport. Yeah. So I hope that we get like three incredible years of Adam Zippick. And, and then he goes on to represent like what could be for future Nashville prospects. Yeah. And who knows if he even gets to that point. Look, he's he's 17 years old. I think he just turned 17. Um, he's gotten time training with the first squad. Uh, I believe he got into a preseason match with the first squad unofficially. Um, and, and he's been on the game day roster one time for Huntsville. Like the fact that at 16, 17, that's happening means like undoubtedly a, a talent that will play for this team at some point, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself only seeing, 10 minutes of the dude um and 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 say that like hell he he could be ethan zubach levels and that's where he levels off who knows uh how dare you if you play if you played as good as ethan zubach at 16 you're gonna get a lot of attention from 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 coaches but then if you don't progress then who cares right so let's let's obviously we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna have fun with it but like let's wait and see what happens um the moment he scores one goal for Huntsville, I'm going to say he's the next fucking uh, Holland. Messy. Yeah. Um, but, but till then, uh, let's, let's, let's pump the brakes and, uh, and, uh, I don't know. Let's just wait. Maybe he scores a hat trick next game after I say this. Could you imagine Brian? There's a whole clip of Brian saying like, I don't know. Let's, let's kind of, mute expectations a little bit and then he goes and he scores like six goals <laughs> what do you mean i shouldn't be irrationally hyped about a child yeah i mean <laughs> look i wish you would have worded that differently that, hey i'm just reading chat that's not me. i know uh, i know I, I i was talking h man <laughs> holland said he loves country music holland to nashville confirmed confirmed it'll be okay, about a but billion are we talking dollars. like are we talking like fgl or are we talking like he's a big tim mcgraw well, fan like, look Everybody, Does, go, what, if, what if Erling Holland uncomfortably like loves Toby Keith? Everybody, go comment on his Instagram, and if he replies with a like and a uh, high five hands, that means confirmed <laughs> he is coming to Nashville. <laughs> um, God, oh gosh, yeah. I mean, again, Sipic will uh, undoubtedly uh, make me look fucking stupid and score three straight hat tricks or something for Huntsville. Um, but I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to get too pumped right now. I don't know. I mean, that hasn't worked for CJ for almost a calendar year. That's so. fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That is fair. Um, OK, anything else on the Toronto game to cover? I mean, there wasn't a lot, honestly. Yeah, I um I was kind of underwhelmed by some of their better pieces, uh, not Bernadeschi, because I mean, he, he is a former Juventus level talent. Um, but like I was not impressed with Richie Larea. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a reason why I feel like he is not in a, in 
John Herdman's back five system. There's a reason he doesn't start, and Alistair does. Big yeah. Alistair Johnston fan, this guy. So, um, Alistair's better. You heard it here. Uh, again, like, that game, nobody impressed me. Like, Hani Mukhtar played way. He played okay. He didn't really get the chances I want Hani to get. Um, but he was Hani Mukhtar. Like, uh, clearly the best player on the field. Um, yeah. But no, nobody was impressive other than uh, Bernadeschi uh and and uh joe willis it seemed you could boil that game down to one v one yeah you 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 could have not played the game had someone some ran some random player from toronto punch fucking schaffelberg in the back and then have bernadeski take two shots on goal and it would have felt exactly the same that's it it w- it was gross, and I'm ready to go on yeah. to the next game. <laughs> Who is the next game? It's away, obviously, because they've uh, done a very nice home away, home yeah. away. I know in two weeks we have Atlanta, correct? LAFC. LAFC, so three weeks we have Atlanta. I know Atlanta's coming up. I think so. I'm going to have to look at the freaking schedule now. Uh, NYC. So, yeah, NYCFC rematch. Uh, gross. Fucking Hate blow them out. Blow them out. 10 to 0 next. <laughs> um LAFC home open cup game against San Antonio at home. Oh, let's Ford, talk about Ford. that. Hold on. No, fucking random draw my ass. Like every, I'm pissed. Every, this is the one team I didn't want to play every just because other they aren't team, in our area. Every other team in that draw, I would have been so happy to play against. Imagine, imagine we get to play against Chattanooga FC again. Like fuck them. The, 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 yeah, fuck him, first of all. And Travis isn't here to defend himself. So, uh, fuck you, Travis. Um, uh, butter slug. Butter, butter slug man himself. Butter slug. Uh, that would have been magnificent because one, it would have made my NPSL heart happy. Two, it would have forced, the, and again, they've done a better job about it a little bit. It would have forced the club to acknowledge the history at least a little bit because they would have looked fucking foolish to not mention that mpsl history between the two cities um it would have forced that and i would have been so happy like and then memphis like same thing with usl like there was so and then atlanta just would have been fun because fuck atlanta there was so many options in that group that would have made me so happy and that we're we're playing san antonio's the san antonio spurs is what we're playing like Mm That, that's all I have. Yeah. Well, and the frustration, I guess part of the frustration for me is um, like it was talked about in chat earlier. They were the USL. I think they said they were the USL championship champion last year. Oh, yeah. So they're and not a team to take lightly. Not at all. We have so much history with San Antonio, though. I, I true. Can, I can name San Antonio wouldn't uh, remember remember the Alamo. I can I can remember uh, D- Davy Crockett, okay, uh, the city, sure, whatever. Yeah, the Alamo, cool. I can. There is there was one thing. <laughs> Does the was, Texan in you hate that I brought that up? Uh, I'm technically not a Texan. Uh, my family uh, is. Yeah. I, uh, I I was born in Oklahoma and moved out of there as soon as possible, and I've lived in Tennessee my entire life. But my family's okay. from Texas. Uh, that counts. Uh, or Mexico, depending on where the border lays at at different times during history. Um, Staying out of that. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, uh, history with San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. There was, and I'd have to go back, and I could be misquoting it. Um, uh, but when San Antonio launched, they did directly copy, if I remember correctly, Nashville FC's slogan of our town, our club. It was like our club, our town or like your town, your club. Like they directly just tweaked it a tiny bit and copied it. So that's the one thing I could maybe grasp onto for this, but like, it's not enough for me. MTSU did that. They did. (laughs) They did. And it was, it was dumb then, but it's also, I think think now the Charleston battery are doing it too. They are not my town or my team. No. So, uh, Jay Mazza says Brian hates one wrong Brian wrong, wrong top of Brian. 
I'll forgive you this. Oh, time. it's a uh, Luke Bryan. Luke uh, Bryan hates Tennessee ah, history. Okay. But he said Bryan hates volunteer history confirmed. Yeah, I fucking hate the University of Tennessee, so we'll go we'll go with that. <laughs> um Yeah, I it's a bummer. Uh mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe if we if and hopefully we do win this, um the next matchup will be something a little more fun. I liked playing Louisville last year. That was that was a cool change. It was so um, good. Yeah, so I, I really hope something like something like that comes up. I don't know who Chattanooga got matched up with, but uh I hope they win and maybe we somehow get matched up with Chattanooga in the next round. Yeah, I would be I would be perfectly fine with that. I'd be stoked. Um Brian, I do have I do have one question for you about the open cup. Okay. Because I struggle with this every year. How do you explain the concept of the open cup to somebody who is unfamiliar with soccer? See, see I'm going to explain it to you and it's going to make perfect sense to you and to 95% of the people that listen to this, but somehow it still confuses people. Like, okay. And I, I don't understand it. Literally. It's just take every amateur and pro team in the country. You throw them in a bucket, right? You have some of the lower pro teams and the amateur teams play each other first then that pool plays the higher professional teams. And then you have the best team in the country, quote unquote, is at the end. It's just a giant fucking tournament. It's like it's like if you took uh, football in Tennessee and you took, like, instead of separating it by, like, like, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A, whatever, you just have them all in one tournament and you get a champion at the end. It's literally just that. It's like one giant fucking state tournament. We've almost said it's like a soccer parfait. It is like a soccer parfait, yes. (laughs) Because my my inherent struggle is, as someone who has grown up around like sports and sports media, is trying to come up with comparisons. So it's it's like the NCAA tournament. If the NCAA tournament started in November and invited high school teams. Yes. And they just played everything up until they got to March. Literally, yes. Is the best that I've come up with so far. And I've had this conversation multiple times. I had this conversation last year uh, leading up to that uh, uh, game versus Atlanta with a a couple people that I work with and and some people I know that are outside of the soccer sphere where I explained it. And they're like, oh, so it's not MLS? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, so it doesn't matter. I'm like. Well, it does. It's mm, it's like one it does, of the, it's it like one of the oldest tournaments in the in the in the world. world. Um, yeah. And I think was the second longest nonstop running professional soccer thing in the world until until, until COVID. Um, Thanks, COVID. But I would explain that they're like, oh, so it's a big deal, and they're like, and also no, <laughs> like it it's important, but like not. And that's where a lot of people get tripped up, you know? And I think also what kind of diminishes the importance of it is that attendances are not as high. Uh, Almost the entire tournament, sometimes in the, in the last couple of, of of legs of it. But so I, I get where the confusion from, from normies comes, but like, it's not that hard. Normies. Oh man. You still get a trophy if you win. And you get to go, and then fuck having to then explain Concacaf Champions League is a whole nother oh, thing. Oh lord! And it's just like I, uh. how is it? How is it different though? It goes back to college basketball. No, they I have know. the winners. Yes. They have the winners of the conference tournaments. All get in. They get special invitations to this other tournament. John, that makes sense to you and me. But then explaining this to somebody who their entire sports knowledge is Super Bowl, like. Mm, I, it's yeah. it's like okay so it doesn't matter but it is also very important but then it's not important at all but then you also if you win you get into this other tournament that's also kind of not important but also very important and and it's it's just i get the confusion but like i don't know yeah i think the 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 crux of the issue to me comes from explaining like having different competitions mid-season yeah because that is a foreign concept in in other leagues. Yeah. In the US at least. Like in in American sports, it's like you play your season, that is it. Imagine for a second. It's it's instead of playing the Hawaii Invitational uh in in NCAA basketball at the beginning of the year, it's played in the middle of the season right before your conference tournament 
or your conference your conference play that it's that except that tournament also matters it i don't know it yeah. it's it's frustrating everyone listening to this understands what we're saying but if you haven't followed soccer for more than a couple years like it's like pig latin like just i don't know yeah it's like i'm trying to i'm i relate everything back to college basketball because it makes the most sense yeah as far as a, a relational standpoint so we could keep diving into this or we could move on and i kind of elect move on all right let's move on uh john so, do some, you have some, a Go sometimes on. you may lose a home and home to an amateur team in haiti that plays in a different country and also <laughs> hasn't played a competitive match in nearly a year yeah sometimes you're austin Not fc him. and a uh, complete embarrassment to the league uh hey john have you prepared a haiku yes i have prepared a haiku i've actually i prepared one last week um and i did not think about it until immediately after we got off the air so i will um i will debut does anybody have a triangle sound uh ready hold on i'll 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 introduce you hold on okay and now poetry a week late with john Snaps, please. Can I get some snaps? Nashville gets three points. I can't believe he said it. Gary Smith masterclass. This is from uh, last week, not this week. Yes, this is from the Orlando win. Okay. Uh, Congrats. That's great. Congrats. Great. Uh, Okay. This week's poetry with John. This week's poetry. Six minutes. A good start. Why why is Joe not team of the week? By and large, a snooze. That was beautiful. Uh okay, yeah, no. Why does the MLS hate Joe Willis? Or whoever's coming up with these team of the week uh uh or player of the week uh awards. Joe Willis has let in two goals. Two mm-hmm. two like yeah no i i'm on i'm team joe willis here so i'm completely on board fucking why also um, Obama's is calling you out you think you fucked up your uh, uh i did yeah no I'm, I'm going back in and changing it <laughs> i can't count um <laughs> uh, no one saw anything hey the best thing about poetry is that you don't have to follow the rules it's uh, art, except man. this one it's a it's a pretty hard and hard rule for a haiku uh i mean yeah I, 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 do you do you want to change it now or do we want to just just roll it? Do, you want, do we want to start? I'm just with short. That I'm just shortening week? words. That's six mins. A good start. By and large, snoozer. Like okay, I'm just okay. taking syllables out. Hold on, hold on. Welcome to poetry with John. Take two. Take two to prove that I can count. Right. Let me make sure I can count real quick. All right, okay. He's counting. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I did the, the first line and the third line. And <clears throat> I needed to make sure the second line was good. Welcome to Poetry with John. Take 2.5. Six mins. A good start. <laughs> Why is Joe not team of the week? By and large, snooze. A snooze, sorry. Oh, dude, beautiful, 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 beautiful. Uh, okay. Uh, we're we're fifty minutes into this thing. Um, John, let's let's hit him with some real prediction predictions real quick for next week, and uh, roll on. Just end this thing before my dog pisses on the bed or something again. Oh my gosh, no, we're gonna talk until that happens. Um, I'm going to say it's at NYCFC at City Field. Gross. Yep. Um. I'm actually going to I'm going to call a loss this one. I'm going to say 3-1 loss. I I I still have faith that it's it's going to be a good game for us. Um look, this game was a snooze fest. This game sucked. I don't I think it's a an outlier. I I don't think it's what what's Who invited Travis? Yeah, right. I don't th- I think it's an outlier. <laughs> I don't think it's a trend. Um yeah. 3-1 win. I'll take it. Uh, 3-1 win. Hani Mukhtar goal. Uh, Shaq Moore goal. And uh, 
Leal comes back. Is Leal going to be back by then? No. Fuck. Uh, I don't know. Give it no, to CJ. Gary, Gary's estimation last week was he'll be back for the Open Cup. Ugh. Give it, give it to Which, CJ. Yeah. Oh, oh no. We need to. We need to. Are we? Are we within our realm as a Nashville fan podcast to briefly talk about uh, fuck the Red Bulls? Uh, Does that cross a line? I mean, fuck the Red Bulls, uh, fuck that guy in particular, and fuck yeah. the coach. Uh, I, look, I, I, I don't, I, I, I've been following it from the periphery, but uh, definitely fuck the guy for saying a slur, and uh, he should have been taking off the field, and uh, he should be cut, or I don't know, something. He should be gone. Yeah, they they released the three most like worthless statements. Yeah. The team released one, the player released one, and the coach released one, all in the same post uh, on Red Bull's Twitter. And they're just all bad. Yes. Agreed. Well, we got a, we got a pee-pee-poo-poo in chat. You love oh, to see that. Oh, Wyatt, how's it going, buddy? It's, uh, it's close to a doo-doo fart, but it is not quite. My dogs are actively fighting and are getting restless, so I am going to cut this pod off here before they... Pee on him, Marley. Pee, pee on, on the him. floor again. Uh, <laughs> no, Marley doesn't... Marley shits on the floor. Paco pees. Oh, they, okay. it, they have a dynamic where one does one thing and one does the other thing, and it makes <laughs> one angry Brian. Um, so I'm going to take care of this. Uh, thank you guys for watching if you're on Twitch. Listening, if you're not on Twitch, please uh, subscribe to us on Spotify. I know most of you listen on Spotify. Um, you can do the same on Apple if you want. If you listen on one or the other, subscribe on both. Make me happy. You don't have to listen on there. Just subscribe. <laughs> Just shut up, dog. Just subscribe. Just subscribe on both. It makes me happy. Uh, if we dr- get 100 five-star reviews, Brian eats a bug. I will eat a bug. Go review. Rate five stars. Me- Go review on Spotify. Go review gets on to pick what Apple. Bug, right? He does not get to pick what bug. I will be a, a cold day in hell <laughs> when I let someone else pick the bug I eat. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, that's it. Uh, goodbye. See y'all.